Hi, and welcome to the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio and ProVoiceOverTraining.com podcast. I'm Heidi Rue. And I'm Mike Stout. And Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, ProVoiceOverTraining.com, it exists to give you the resources that you need to create the career that you want. We offer training, then we also have a recording studio in Atlanta that we're hoping hope that you can stop by. But we use this podcast as a way to introduce you to industry professionals that can offer helpful tips and stories and journeys and uh, and advice to you on your journey. Um, so today we are so excited to have someone that we uh, love and adore. And Studio Whisperer. Uh, <laughs> James Younger on the podcast today. And James is our resident, I mean, video content creator is what uh, I guess your official title is. But right. then you also teach several of our classes and we'll go into that um, as well later on. Um, but if you've ever seen any type of video or whatever on social media or YouTube, then that is James' handiwork. So, And we just so appreciate him and he's such an integral or integral. Yeah, I don't both. know which way to say it. Okay. Um, integral part of Atlanta VoiceOver Studios. So we're excited to hear more about his journey today. Yeah. And overall today, what you're going to get out of this is going to be is going to be so helpful uh, if you're getting your home studio set up. So, but we want to hear your story first of all. I came in contact with James way back when we were in our other space, Heidi. I don't even know if you knew this. James reached out because he was interested in in developing more his voiceover skills. And uh, this guy emailed me and he ended up sending me his demos that he created himself. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm hearing what he's doing with his voice. I'm like, okay, that's that's pretty good. He, you know, he could tweak this. He could use some training with this and that. But the production value is like spot on. I'm like, who is this dude? And then I, we just kept emailing back and forth. And then finally, he ended up taking our beginner voiceover intensive with us. And we loved James and decided to hire him after we found out that he could do so much more than we even thought he could do. Mm. So like Heidi said, our video content creator. But James, tell us your story of getting into VO. And I mean, the whole just what brought you up to this point? Sure. Um, well, in, in 10 seconds. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> well, um, what day was I born? Let's see. Well, Steve already did that joke. So sorry, Steve. I <laughs> stole that from you. Um, well, I, I do want to go back pretty far though, just because I grew up around a musical family. And so I've always had audio just around the house and I've always played instruments. I started playing drums when I was five. I started playing guitar when I was 12 and I started recording myself probably when I was about 15, 16 years old. And then from there on, it just kind of kept snowballing. Um, but, you know, I, I've been producing and recording music for a long time. And I even used to play live shows all around Atlanta and the surrounding area all the way down to Cartersville, where I'm from. Um, and I did that for like two or three years. So um, that's how I pretty much got involved with just audio production in general. Um, and then I started on camera acting around 2014. Mm -hmm. And love it and always loved acting. I was just a little shy to get into it, but then I finally did. Um, and then about a little ways into the on-camera acting, I heard about voiceover and I was like, what is that? I need to check that out. And so I checked it out and I was like, well, I already have the audio production side of things. Mm -hmm. I already have the acting side of things. So let's see if I can make this happen. And I started looking into it. That's when I emailed Mike. 
he was really discouraging in the email. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that's actually the the thing that really did it for me was how extremely nice he was in those emails. And I mean, I was bugging the crap out of him. I was <laughs> I was sending email after email after email. And I was like, eventually he's just gonna be like, hey, you know, you need to pay for some time there, dude. <laughs> but he never did. He was so nice, so incredibly nice. Um, and then I was like, I definitely have to go to this place and take some classes. So I did. Um, amazing experience, as anybody knows that has taken a class here. Uh, and then from then on, I just, you know, I kind of like weaseled my way in. And <laughs> and now I make videos for them. So, yeah. yeah. But tell us about the background, though, of engineering. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, which, I mean, really everything I just said led up to it. Um, and because I'd been producing music and recording music and mixing and mastering my own songs, I kind of already understood mm -hmm. all of the things that go into it. Now, I will say, though, being a musician, going into voiceover, it is night and day difference. Mm -hmm. Like processing, you know, a music track, it's totally different than processing voice. And so that was a big learning curve for me. But I just started dabbling with it because I started listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and getting into voiceover. And I was like, okay, could I do this? Could I produce all of this stuff and make it sound as good as them? And so I started trying it you know, failing here and there until I finally figured it out. And that's when I sent Mike my demo and I had the validation from him that, hey, you know, this sounds really good. And I was like, awesome. Okay. And then I just started learning more and learning more and learning more. And I, I realized that doing the audio for voiceovers to me was just as fun as the music. Yeah. Mm. And so then, I, long story short, I now teach two classes and <laughs> it, I love it. Well, and the, the cool thing about it is, James, I mean, you are one person that you're self-taught in a lot of stuff and and i am not that type of learner like it's hard for me to to be self-taught and just if you don't know something you go and dig until you find it it bothers and me it bothers you and yes. and you become an expert at it and you know i've worked with some great engineers around the atlanta area and we both have heidi and i both have um and you can tell they're really great ones because they have ears and they can hear certain you are the same way so Thank that's you. and that's something that that can't be taught i mean you either have that or you don't sure i think maybe i don't know maybe your your dad trained you when you're younger but... i he probably did subconsciously like you know what i mean <laughs> I, I mean yeah. I, for example i mean one thing that wasn't subconscious but that he did is i was born left-handed and he trained me to be right-handed because it's a right-handed world right-handed guitars right-handed drum sets so it's like wow. everything was catered to right-handed people mm. especially in the music industry and so I'm sure he was doing other stuff that I didn't know about. Wow, <laughs> that's know. crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. It was weird. But. So now do you, you completely use your right hand? You don't ever use your left hand? Never. And honestly, wow. I, like, I cannot throw a baseball or a football or anything with my left hand. Huh. I mean, it's, and I've even tried just for the heck of it. Like when I'm in a guitar store, let's just like taking a left-handed guitar. Oh my gosh. It's awful. <laughs> so it's weird. They're like, yeah, you were left-handed when you were born. I'm like, I would have never known. You know, yeah. I wow. can't, I can't do anything. So, yeah. That's so interesting. And it was all motivated from the music standpoint. Yep. Right? Yep. Wow. That's yep. really fascinating. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's My dad's an amazing guitar player and he's been playing his whole life and he was just like, you know, I don't want the extra complication mm -hmm. of him being left-handed just because, I mean, everybody knows it is a right-handed world, unfortunately. And, you know, from what I understood is like left-handed guitars and things like that they actually do cost a little more or at least mm. they did back then i don't know about now 
And he was just like, nope, we're going to yeah. save some money. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So funny. So what are some of the challenges that you've seen and heard from students that have been in your classes about setting up a home studio? Because honestly, you know, with voiceover, it really has been more the past few years that, and of course, due to COVID, that yeah. everybody's had to have a mm -hmm. home studio before it was like you did need to have something at least to be able to do auditions that sounded yeah. good. But then most of the time they would book you in an outside studio. And yeah. that has drastically shifted over the past few years, yeah. um, which can present a lot of challenges for people, especially because they're like, wait, I'm creative. I, you know, I'm a storyteller. I'm not an engineer. Right. So what are some of those challenges that you've heard from people that have been in your class? I mean... I know the main thing that really gets most people is the fact that, I mean, it's what you just said. They want to concentrate on what their job is. They want yeah. to concentrate on the reads, the acting. And now they're like, I have a million things to think about, a million things to make sure is, is being done right. And, I, and it's hard for them to separate that. And um, my goal is to help them separate that and get confident with all the other stuff so they can just think about the acting again. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's said all the time, but the main thing that I see over and over and over is people will go and spend a ton of money on a microphone or an interface and they'll send me audio and I'll be like, so <laughs> you need to treat the space that you're recording in acoustically for the audio to sound good. And they don't even know, but why would they? Because they don't have ear training. So they wouldn't know that, oh, the good microphone didn't make my audio good. It, you know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's like 70 to 80% of having professional sounding audio is how you treat the space. And then they're like, I didn't even know I had to. And what does that consist of? Exactly. I was going to say, yeah. just for anybody chime or just listening now, yeah. what does treating the space actually mean? So there's two parts. And this is also something that people get incredibly confused about. They think these two things are the same thing, and they're not. They think soundproofing and acoustic treatment are the same thing. So let me just explain that a little bit. Soundproofing is for isolation. So if you have barking dogs outside your home, mowers outside your home, whatever the case may be. Uh, even even um, family running around the house. Exes yeah. trying to I know. To I was about to say <laughs> crazy exes outside <laughs> yelling at you. Or somebody that wants you back and they're playing the ballad. Right. Right, right, Children that are wanting to be fed. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Everybody <laughs> hates that, right? No. <laughs> so any noise that is outside the home Soundproofing is trying to make sure that noise doesn't get into your space and then into the microphone and into your audio. That's what soundproofing is. Acoustic treatment is for absorption, not isolation. So you're trying to make sure that the space that you're recording in is completely free of hard surface reflection. So if you walk into your closet and you just put a microphone in there and you start recording, it's probably going to sound like this because you don't have anything on the walls to stop your voice from bouncing off the wall and then back into the microphone, mm -hmm. which will cause that reverby sound or that mm -hmm. echo. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you're in a box or you're in a can or a tube and it sounds awful. But the whole point is to use things like acoustic panels or foam or moving blankets, for example, to soften all of those hard surfaces mm -hmm. so that that space becomes dead. Or if you're in your closet, keep those clothes up. Oh, yeah. Keep that. That is, yeah. that'll save you so much money in the first place is if you just have a ton of clothes in your closet, keep them there. Keep them in the closet. Honey, yeah. I'm sorry, That's... but James told me that I have to spend more money on clothing <laughs> so that my closet Don't is Don't mock filled. me like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good excuse. It's true. That's great, honey. I he didn't tell you to go to Saks. 
But you're, it's a good place to that start. I actually know that store, aren't No, you? I'm thinking Saks is such an old school place <laughs> oh, to name. It? Yeah. It's <laughs> the first one. Okay. Like, okay, not many people. Montgomery Ward, is that better? <laughs> Free people or something like that. I'm so confused over here, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you've come a long way, Mike. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, uh, uh, you know this, James, just from being here. Uh, Hunter at the front desk always gets asked uh. a lot of questions. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Wait, this is recorded, James. Oh, crap. Yeah. Right. Hunter and will Hunter hear will this. Hunter's hear awesome. This. I love him so much. Okay. He's great. He's great to work okay. with. Yep. <laughs> well, everybody from Hunter to us in email form or in our classes and whatnot, we all get questions about uh, either treating your space or, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of software should I use for recording? I mean, the, the questions are on and on because yeah. there's... You know, voiceover can be such a mystery, and there there are so many components to it. But uh, this is one of the cool things about bringing you on as our video content creator. But not only that, uh, everything that all your talents and skills were able to put to use. So because you've got some classes that were like, oh, you know how to do this. Oh, you know how to do this. Well, I'm sure people need these classes, and so many people have signed up. So tell us right. about the classes that you have going on right now. Okay, so the first one that I started teaching was Learn Adobe Audition. And Adobe Audition is the most widely used DAW for voiceover. Um, and, you know, I would say 80%, if not more, of voice actors probably use Adobe Audition. Um, and so I started teaching that class. And now and that's I teach, what Heidi and I use. We, right. We love that. You know, yeah. if, you, if you can afford it, definitely do Adobe Audition. Right. And then there's Learn Audacity. I, mm-hmm. I started teaching that one short after. Um, and Audacity is completely free, unlike mm-hmm. Adobe Audition. Uh, hopefully, it'll stay free. I know they're going through some updates right now, which is great. It's going to be a better DAW. Not that it's a bad one. It's definitely not. But it is free at the moment. I hope it stays that way. Um, and then uh, well, I'm actually doing a home studio workshop this Saturday, but by the time this airs, that will be gone. But we're going to keep doing <laughs> yeah. them, which is great. Uh, but the class and it's is virtual. And it's, yep, all everything it's is all virtual. So like learn Adobe Audition, learn Audacity, the home studio thing, that they're all held over Zoom. So, you know, you can sign up wherever you are. So you don't mm-hmm. have to be here in Atlanta. You can be anywhere. Um, and I wanted to to kind of break in to your description. I know a lot of people are like, well, how can I learn something <laughs> on Zoom that has yeah. to do with either a physical space like my home studio or or the DAW, the digital audio workstation? Yeah. Um, so what what would you say to somebody saying asking that? The DAW part actually makes a ton of sense. I was actually just talking to Hunter about this the other day. He was like, how would you teach someone in person a DAW? And, and it would be be weird it you know what i'm saying because it would like i mean we could both sit down and and have you like in the dawn stuff but it just it wouldn't be it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense whereas over zoom i just share my screen we talk about things you guys can share your screen and so we can both see what you're doing in the daw or what i'm doing in the daw Mm -hmm. um and it it's just actually way better doing it over zoom as far as the daw goes Mm -hmm. as far as the home studio goes i mean that's that's easy, honestly, too, because nowadays, especially with everything moving towards Zoom and, and you know, being a digital interface or whatever, uh, I can just see what your space looks like. You can just send me a video or you can show me over Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main thing is people think that I need to be there in person to hear their audio. And it's like, no, because yeah. I wouldn't be able to hear your audio in person unless I was like wearing headphones and yeah. was hearing it. But like the most important thing is for me to hear what your audio sounds like going into your microphone, mm-hmm. which means 
you record in your space and you send me that MP3 or that wave, whatever, and, and then I get to hear what your audio actually sounds like. And I've been doing this for a long time, so just by hearing your audio, I can tell you immediately what issues are and right. what yeah. I could fix just like, by hearing it. Because when you're when you're diagnosing a space, every room that you know, because people don't usually have a circular room or that they record in, or it's you know, it's not going to be hexagonal. Yeah, it's it's basically just four. Ooh, hexagonal. It's a square. That's a- Impressive word, right? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm on it today. I took my limitless pill. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a square. So yeah. there's when you treat a space, there's certain places that you put certain panels, yep. and so it's easy to to do that. But yeah, uh, I can attest to to James's talent and skill in this area because we've gotten so many emails and he's helped so many people and he's he's shown me and let me listen to the before and after and it's it's been amazing. Mm. And and the cool thing about, you know, setting up your home studio or learning your your DAWs, once you learn it, you can always learn more. But yeah. like with the home studio, once you set your space up, you don't have to touch it, you know, right. unless you move. And then by then yeah. you should actually well you'll probably know enough to to not have to worry about it again. You'll right. know how to do it. And that's the goal. I always tell them, I'm like, look, as long as you don't move spaces, change microphones, move, you know, maybe the position of your microphone, I mean, you're good to go. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Once you're set up, you're set up, as long as you don't move that stuff. Um, and it's funny about the clothes in the closet. You do have to be careful about taking clothes out and putting clothes in, clothes in right. because it can change. It can mm-hmm. change the sound. Yeah. So, you know, all the clothes I have in my closet, I, I never wear them. Yeah. And that's the good thing. <laughs> so they never move. So everything acoustically stays the same, which is awesome. But yeah, I just wanted to piggyback off of that. If, yeah. you, if you're in Georgia, like if you have a ski suit or something, just keep it in there <laughs> or like yep. a, a, a snow bib or yep. something like that because you won't need it. Nope. You won't You won't take it out of that closet. I've got a couple of foam sleds, you know, we can put in there because <laughs> yeah. we can't use those. Yeah. <laughs> so, get that so James, when you're talking about the classes, you not only teach people about Adobe Audition and Audacity, but you also teach them about treating their space and, yeah. and more that goes into home studio, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, ton. That's the thing about the classes is there are classes out there that teach, you know, say Adobe Audition or Audacity or other stuff. And they're they're great and all, but my class gives you literally everything that you would need for recording, not just the DAW, because the DAW is just a part. You know what I'm saying? Like if you know how to record in your DAW, that's great, but that's just a piece of the puzzle. You need to know about microphones, interfaces, how to connect them properly to your computer, how to connect that properly into your DAW. You need to know things like sample rate and bit depth, how to set them. Why do we set them? What do they do? What do they mean? You need to know about things like mono versus stereo. What are they? What do those mean? Why do we set those? And I mean, we even talk about headphones, how headphones can actually trick you. Mm Mm-hmm. Headphones, the way they're designed, different ones and and different tiers of headphones, they will make you think that you have issues in your audio that you mm-hmm. don't actually have. Yep. So we cover that kind of stuff. And and just yeah. as a as a bit of uh, humility here, uh, I love the the Sony's. Which what are the Sony's that we have? The uh, seventy five no MD seventy five oh six something like it's that. It's the ninety dollar one. Yeah, ninety nine dollar one. Anyway, yeah. I was listening to that the whole time, and I, I was thinking to myself, "Man, I'm sounding really sibilant." <laughs> yeah. And uh, and when I talked to James about it, he's like, "Well, it's actually your headphones. You're not sounding because." And yep. then he, we listened through another one. I'm like. Huh. <laughs> so after all these years, yeah, you know, yeah. here I am thinking I'm king voiceover guru. And it's like, okay, humility. I'll, well, I'll you are it. with voiceover. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. You and Heidi both, and you yeah. guys know a heck of a lot more than most people about the technical side of things. You know what mm. I'm saying? But I mean, that's a very specific thing. Sure. Sure. Who, you know, not a, not a whole lot of people are going to know, oh, my headphones make me sound like I'm sibilant, but I'm really not. Yeah. And that's that's the thing about the Sonys and sibilant. Sibilant. <laughs> is so many people use those headphones because here's the thing. They're great headphones. Yeah. And honestly, they're really transparent headphones. So if you're needing to monitor yourself in the booth or they're even great for sound designers that need to monitor what they're recording on location, mm-hmm. you're going to hear everything. And I mean every – you're going to hear ants marching. Like they're <laughs> extremely sensitive and transparent. But – you don't want to mix your audio on them because you're going to be taking frequencies away that aren't really there. Mm-hmm. You know, I always like to use Beats by Dre as an example. Mm-hmm. They are made to make your music sound bassy and yeah. to sound better. But if you were to go mix your voiceover on Beats, you would take out so much bass in your voice, mm-hmm. but that bass really isn't there. It's just mm-hmm. the headphones that have all that bass in them. Yeah. And so when you would take all the bass out of your voice and you go to listen in your car or wherever, your, your voice would sound extremely thin. And you'd be like, Why? And it's the headphones. Yeah. So So what is there a particular headphone that you recommend? Yes. So I love the and I swear I of course now that you're asking me, I, I'm probably gonna butcher the name. I know they're Audio Technica. I think they're MTH or something like that, or, or something like that. And mm-hmm. they're they have twenties, thirties, forties, and fifties. They're on our kit.co page okay. over at kit.co slash pro voiceover training in the headphone section. Um I have the thirties at home, I have the forties at work. And then you could get the 50s if you want. Basically, the only difference between them as they go up is comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the good thing about these headphones is they're they're somewhat flat of a response. So you know what you're hearing is actually what you captured. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are no headphones on planet Earth that are super like just flat across the board. Yeah. And it has to do with a super nerdy technical thing that goes into making them. They just can't make them flat. But those are pretty flat. And that's why I like to use them because I know what I'm hearing is more accurate to what I actually captured. Mm -hmm. So I'm not taking things away that aren't really there. Yeah. Yeah. And and sounds like the magic coming from (laughs) Asgard or something. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That's Um, from Thor, Heidi. Yes, thank you. My I meant Thor. Thank you for (laughs) clarifying that. Um, And James, you did mention kit.co. So kit.co, just for everyone that's listening, is a page where it it just helps everything. Like when people ask us, like, what equipment do you recommend? Mm -hmm. That is the page that you can go to to find all that equipment and find it in different budgets and in different categories. So it's all laid out there. So if you go to kit.co dot or slash pro voiceover training, yeah. then it's there. But we'll put the link, too, in the show notes. So yeah. you can yeah. just click on the show notes. And James put all that together for us just because we get so many questions about, you know, what do I need? What do mm-hmm. I, what, what are our, rec- you know, what's good? Yeah. So, and that's the other thing, too. James has all these courses, uh, Learn Adobe Audition, Learn Audacity, Learn Reaper, and he's also going to be adding more DAWs yeah. uh, to our ProVoiceOverTraining.com page. That's an on-demand version of what we teach here at the studio and what James teaches here at the studio. So if you just want to go through at your own pace, uh, you can't make a you know a live Zoom class with, yeah. with James. He yeah. goes through it all. And plus, the cool thing about that is you'll always have it as long as you're on that platform with us. Uh, you'll have an, You'll create an account. And then take the class and you can always go back to it if you need it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then I want to actually piggyback off of that. With my live classes that are held over Zoom, I actually record each class every single night over Zoom, mm -hmm. and I send that recording to my students. Mm -hmm. So same thing there. If you were to be able to make my live classes over Zoom, you're going to be able to take the class for the rest of your life over and over and, and over. And I'm going to piggyback off of that okay. because wow, you offer— there is a lot of piggybacking there going is. on here. But <laughs> James offers a bunch of uh, bonuses in these classes as well. And so with uh, if you do take it live or if you do the on-demand at provoiceovertraining.com, he covers all the home studio treatment Yep, We have uh, a whole options. week dedicated to treating your space. Yeah. And uh, what and, goes into it. And there's a bunch of other bonuses in there, but, yeah. but we digress, Heidi. <laughs> No, that's okay. Peppa Pig and Charlotte's Web over here, the piggybacking. Piggy, pig, oh, pig, piggy, that. Okay. okay. Anyways. Oh, because they don't pig. Know. Yeah. They, well, it's okay. Pig. It doesn't always work out. Majority of time doesn't work out for me, but it's okay. <laughs> it was nice. It was fun while it lasted. Today. Can I actually say one last yes. thing? I, I, I wanted no. to piggyback again <laughs> off oh, of something you guys had said earlier. Just about my class offering bonuses and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, one thing that we do go over in my class is we cover effects processing. Um, and something I did want to bring up here about my class that differs from most other people's either courses or even private coaching is there's a lot of people out there right now that will set up an effects stack for you. And I'm eh on that. And I, I will set up an effects stack for you if you want, but I'm fully transparent with you when I say this. One of the main problems I have with people setting up effects stacks for other people is I hear this all the time. I see it in Facebook groups all the time. If ever anything happens to your DAW, to your computer, or anything fails and you lose your effects stack, they can't set it back up. They have no idea how mm -hmm. because no one taught them about it. No one taught them how any of this stuff works. They just did it for them mm -hmm. and said, have a good time. And then when something goes wrong, they're like, I don't know what to do. But the good thing about my class is we cover all of that. We cover how to set up an effect stack. We so cover- they can do it themselves. Yeah. So if anything ever goes wrong, they know what to do. They mm -hmm. know how to reset it back up. And that's the thing. Like, if they don't want to, they don't have to. They could always have me set it up for them. And I'm happy to do it. But if you want to know how, and you want to have the confidence of knowing if something goes wrong, I can do it. We cover all of that. We cover- equalization, compression, denoising your audio, declicking your audio from mouth clicks, and a bunch of other stuff. That way, you know, when we cover the ins and outs of it, not just here, click this button, turn this knob, done. We talk about how the plugin works, what is equalization, what is compression, and so on. And so they know how to backwards engineer all of it. They know what it does, why they set it the way they set it, and then they know how. So that's what I offer. I think it's obviously better for you to be as informed as you can. But again, it's not necessary. Mm -hmm. You know, all the stuff, this is the other thing, like all the stuff I teach in my DAWs is I give you the tools to get to level 10. If you can't at the very moment get there because of money or whatever the case may be, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But you're always going to have the tools to get there. Yeah. But I always say it's, it's like photography. As long as you have good lighting and you have good composition, you're going to get a good photo. And then if you want to judge that photo up, you can. But that's like audio. What we cover in my class is how to get good audio straight out the gate where you don't yeah. need to add processing. So if you don't feel like learning all of that craziness, you don't have to because what we cover in the class is here's how to get great raw audio that you can send as an audition mm -hmm. by itself yeah. without worrying about processing because most engineers don't want you to anyway. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to say all that. Yeah. So. And it's and what's so good, great about your classes and, and what 
is all offered even on provoiceovertraining.com is that there is a lot of information out there on YouTube and mm-hmm. on the internet, yes. but there's so many different perspectives too. So yes. they could hear like what a good mic would be, but it may be from a musician standpoint mm-hmm. or, yeah. um, or a podcasting standpoint. Yeah. Or, and yeah, and it's totally different. Yeah. And I can just tell you that it is so helpful to have somebody that is voiceover specific. Oh, yeah. I promise you that James is a a wonderful expert and you are in good hands and you're not going to be steered wrong. And you're not going to have to spend forever looking, you know, and watching all these videos and trying to decipher for yourself what is the correct information. And there's a ton of misinformation. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's you know, it's just the way it is. That's with anything in life. There's a bunch of great information. Right. But how do you know? Fake and how much news. time are you going to yeah. take, right. you know, to try and search that out right. and then exactly. test it? So the other good thing about your classes too, James, what I like about it, because uh, we talked about it, is that a lot of this is incremental. Like you said, start out the gate just getting that good sound. But then if you want to learn more, there it is. And it's yeah. easy step by step. It is. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, James, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. We really appreciate it. Studio Studio Whisper. Whisper. James Younger. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. And you can find out all the, we'll put all the links in the show notes for James' classes, provoiceovertraining.com, and where you can find all the equipment lists. So, well, thank you. You know what they say. 